0: Ah, the legend Joni Mitchell, joining fellow Canadian and fellow legend Neil Young over the weekend, asking for her music to be pulled from Spotify, this in protest over COVID misinformation, and specifically the Joe Rogan podcast, which Spotify streams. For more on this, here's music expert Eric Helper, who joins us on this Monday. Hey there, Eric. Good afternoon.
1: Hey, man. What's going on?
0: Well, uh, listen, tell me about, it. it's really interesting, these two Canadian music legends kind of leading the charge here, but uh, not surprising, I think, given their uh, history of activism.
1: Yeah, you know, look, if if you've come from a generation of this 1960s where artists spoke out against everything that uh, upset them and felt good about it and actually had a lot of power, you you know this isn't surprising that two of the legendary musicians in music history with joni mitchell and neil young have stood up for what they believe in which is in their eyes truth and misinformation that's happening right now on spotify specifically with the joe rogan experience podcast which you know spotify has paid 500 million dollars over the course of 5 years for the right and exclusive right to distribute that podcast on their platform and it's in every artist's right to not be where they want to be regardless of how powerful or big Spotify is and that's exactly what Neil Young and Joni Mitchell have said is that you can have Neil Young or Joe Rogan but not both so Neil Young pulls his music Joni Mitchell a longtime friend and let's not forget Neil Young and Joni Mitchell both had polio as kids So if it wasn't for the vaccine back then, they might not have been alive at this point in time. So they are standing up for what they believe in, and they both have pulled their music from the world's most popular music streaming platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a key part of this story. You're absolutely right about polio and the vaccine and the role it played in their lives. Do we expect or have we heard, uh, Erica, whether or not uh, this is going to continue? And are we going to hear of any other artists uh, joining this uh, protest? Any maybe heavily streamed artists of today, like, uh, I don't know, the Adele's or the Taylor Swift's of the world, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of people are looking for Adele, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber, Drake, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish. Those are real, the the real money makers of Spotify. In fact, they're bleeding the way in terms of revenues of the music industry worldwide, um, but they haven't come out and said anything yet. Uh, and I think part of it is, you know, two very short reasons. It, it always comes down to money. Neil Young was averaging about 6 million streams a month on the platform, which is roughly about $24,000 a month in terms of royalties to him, or at least the rights holders, the record labels and so forth. Joni Mitchell had about 3 million streams a month, and that's roughly about $12,000 or so. Now, both those artists, they can make that back in a minute if they actually went out on tour. But when you're talking about a Billie Eilish or The Weeknd that are getting 100 million streams a month, 200 million streams over the course of a summer. That's a lot of money to be made, especially in an era where there's not that many record stores left. You can't go out on tour and make you know the $150 million a year going out on tour. So Spotify is super important to the development and the popularity of their career. Also, Sony, Warner, and Universal, the three biggest record labels in the world that control almost like 95% of the world's music or at least markets and distributes it. They own 15 and a half percent each of Spotify. So that's 46% of Spotify is owned by these people who is also working with the Billie Eilishes of the world and the Taylor Swift. So I don't know if I'm Billie Eilish and I speak out against it. I don't know if I might be getting that very late night phone call from the president of the record label saying, look, It's in everybody's best interest to help support what we have all put our eggs in one basket with music streaming. And Spotify is seemingly, and rightfully so, the most popular streaming service of them all. They're just a monster and leading the way in how music is being consumed. And some people just don't want to rock the boat.
0: Mm-hmm. But the game has changed for Spotify, right? Because they're not just a music streaming service anymore. I mean, once they bought into Joe Rogan and the podcasts, uh, they became something a little different, right? They started airing news and information programming and you know, the, the rules are a little different there.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, they have to, they have to be everything for everybody. And that's a really tough position to take. It's tough when you want to be the platform of Joe Rogan and also Michelle Obama. And we've seen what happens when YouTube or Twitter or Facebook wants to actually take a little bit of control over what is being said on their platform. Mostly, they don't care what you and I have to say. They just want to make sure that legally they're protected by you know not not the first amendment cuz that's a government thing but they're just protected against any kind of lawsuit that comes in which is why Spotify has had for years their hate content and hateful conduct policy which is that if you're a white supremacist group playing music you're going to get banned if you also spread lies on your platform you will get banned and Spotify actually this week came out and clarified it And it essentially means when it comes to Joe Rogan, you can't say that vaccinations are going to cause death. What you can say is some people that have vaccinations have died from COVID. There's a big difference and it all has to do with that very thin line of we'd like to make as much money as possible and we also don't want to upset people.
0: Here with Eric Elper, our music expert. In just our final minute, minute and a half here, Eric. I also wanted to ask you. I mean, we opened the show this afternoon with the theme from WKRP in Cincinnati, yeah. and talked about the death of Howard Hessman, who, of course, portrayed morning DJ Doctor Johnny Fever. And just talk to us a, a bit about uh, you know his influence and that show's influence on uh, radio and music.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for WKRP. I, I can say that honestly. When I was a kid, I thought every DJ acted like Johnny Fever and Venus flytrap. And I thought radio stations just acted and looked like that. And it fascinated me to no end. And let's not forget that it was Johnny fever that was on the air during the great tragedy of the Turkey best that when turkeys fell from the sky, from the WKRP plane, he was the one on the air, but such a brilliant comedy actor was also appearing on a great deal of other shows as well. Um, but, That character as Johnny Fever on WKRP, just absolute legendary. I can still put on that show and go, yep, I see this every day, and it's right on the money, even after all these decades.
0: And I would just like to say to you, Eric Helper, and in tribute to Howard Hessman and Dr. Johnny Fever... Go for
1: it. Go for it. Booger! (laughs) I was so hoping you would do that. You're the man.
0: (laughs) Eric, pleasure as always. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon.
0: You got it. Our music expert, Eric Alper, to wind things up on this Monday afternoon. That does it for my time. Thanks, as always, for yours. Much appreciated. Just a reminder, we will see you back tomorrow morning on the TV, back in the morning show tomorrow morning at 9 on Global Television, and, of course, then back here on the radio. We'll see you at uh, 1 o'clock. In the meantime, keep it right here, and thanks, as always, for listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Have a great afternoon.